Oh, stay cool. Stay cool, baby. Love that intro music. Staying cool. What's going on, my brother from another mother? Eric, the Asian movie enthusiast in the house, back on the channel, hanging out with the old samurai. That is right. I saw your comment. You just, you just, you just typed in right now. That's what he said. What, what is it? What is it again? I'm tired of dealing with idiots. I'm tired of dealing with idiots. Yes. 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 That's right. We're here to talk about Sean Connery and the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes. Yes. Uh, directed by Stephen Norrington. <laughs> We're going to get into it here. But first, let's see who is here from the movie Dojo Army. Who we got in the house? Who we got here? Let's see who is here to represent Badassity. We got Gojira851. What's going on? Eric Planter. Jake Hall. Gojira's a fan. He likes the movie. Jake likes the film. Fett, what's going on? All right. Nate Dog. Let's start the ruckus. Heather Love. I love food. Oh, yeah. Orlando in the house. Ooey Tooby. That's right. Film Fanatic in the house. Gilbert. That's right. Some guy named the Asian Movie Enthusiast is here. Awesome. Great Garlu, Bob Odinson, Samurai Warriors. He says, I have to admit, I like the movie, but then again, I'm a huge Sean Connery fan. Hey, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. All right. And uh, let's see at the bottom here. Gilbert says, Asian movie enthusiast to a samurai guy. How how are you doing getting the ruckus started? All right. Yeah, we're going to get it started today, brother. All right. LXG. So it's for shits and giggles. I'm kind of having fun now reading the IMDb plot synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after, that, after that last after that last week uh, versus episode, I'm kind of having of fun. Yeah, lots of fights. So, uh, when we have Rick and all the, the, the big names here, uh, shoot, I might have you do the plot synopsis for, uh, the next verses. We'll see, mm. but let's go ahead and go, go over here and read it. And don't forget, uh, for, is it really that bad episodes? If you are new to the channel, thank you for watching and tuning in and hanging out with us knuckleheads as we love talking about movies. Uh, there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers in this. So I just want to give you guys a heads up. So if you're new, here's a quick plot synopsis. Here we go. In an alternate Victorian age world. A group of famous contemporary fantasy, science fiction, and adventure characters team up on a secret mission. There's one cute girl and lots of fights. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just threw that in there. <laughs> Not bad. We, we've, we've read worse IMDb plot synopsis. <laughs> so, I had to rewatch this for the second time. This is my second time i've only seen this movie once so it came back out way back 2003 directed by one of my favorite marvel movies of all time blade baby that's right uh directed by steven norrington and it stars sean connery yes that's right and nasiruddin shah i apologize if i screwed that up peter wilson from la femme nikita does anybody remember that tv series mm-hmm uh, Tony Curran, Stuart Townsend, Shane West, and the amazing, always fun, Jason Fleming, uh, and many more, many more, many more. Uh, but I didn't get a chance to see this in theater. Uh, I actually ended up, I think, renting it like a few years later. Uh, I watched it, and I liked parts of it. I did like parts of it. 
but overall, especially with that horrible, <laughs> that horrible kind of rushed ending, uh, <laughs> the voodoo doctor, <laughs> right? I, I remember like, like that was my face. Like I was like, what the fuck was that? Right. They kind of ripped uh, that off at the but end I of BVS, by the way. Right. They're going <laughs> to BVS. The dust kind of. Yeah. Like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Superman busts out. Uh, but I, I don't remember hating it, though. I don't remember hating the movie. I, I, I remember liking parts of it, but you could see there was there was a few issues that you could po- that we'll be pointing out anyway. But I don't remember hating it. It wasn't like an Electra experience. Because hmm. a lot of people put this movie down there where it's like one of the worst, not even one of the worst movies ever made. It's one of the worst superhero comic book movies ever made. Now, here's the thing. We're approaching this as film fans. We just love movies. So we don't have any history with the graphic novel uh, created by Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill. So I understand. I completely understand for those who are diehard fans of that graphic novel and then watching this, I pro- I'm sure Hollywood probably fucked it up for you. Because <laughs> I heard the comic book is, is a lot more serious. It's mature rated. So, you know, that's that's up Samurai's alley right there. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Who knows? I may end up uh, reading it later in the future just for fun. Uh, but anyway... So that's what I just want to remind everyone. That's how kind of we're approaching the movie. We're just approaching it as film fans. That's it. That's it. So, uh, but even some film fans out there, you know, and it's fine. Everyone has their own opinion. This is the worst movie they've ever seen in their entire life. So to each his own, that's perfectly fine. (laughs) Uh, but rewatching it today, I'll get to my experience, but let's go to you. When was the first time you watched this? When did you rewatch it? Let's go. I saw it in the cinema. Oh, it shit. Out. And it, the only reason I did is because of Peter Wilson. Because <laughs> I watched, uh, I used to watch the, that little La Femme Nikita show. I did. I kind of liked it. Wasn't that the theme song? I, I, yeah, something, something like that. <laughs> and uh, no, I, I haven't seen that show in ages. It, it could be terrible if I were to rewatch it. But I remember liking it when it came oh. out. And then oh, I saw she's... her in. Hmm? She's quite. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use a term that you used before. She's quite fetching. Ooh, I was gonna say that. <laughs> yes. Darn it. I know. I know you. I know my boy. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's rather pultritudinous. I'll say that. Oh. So yeah. Fancy then. So I, I was right. interested in seeing her in like a, a bigger budget like uh, film. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. That's probably the main reason I saw it. And I remember coming out of the theater and I I enjoyed it. You yeah. know, I thought it was good. And then right. I rewatched it a few years ago, uh, and then I rewatched it again re- uh, just yesterday. Right, right. How do you feel about it right now? I feel a, I feel the same way I did when I left the theater, even though I understand more of the problems in it. Yeah, I'll yeah. say that. Yeah, and we'll get in. We'll get into some of the more of the problems. But the 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 major big problem though was Stephen Norrington and and Sean Connery uh, did not get along. And there was a lot of fights and a lot of, not fisticuffs. I'm sure Sean Connery would want, I'm sure he wanted to punch him out. <laughs> uh, but Sean Connery yelling at Steven saying, I'm going to get you fired. Mm-hmm. And Steven Durrington tore, you know, he turned towards Sean Connery and he said, I'm doing my best. And then Sean Connery said, you're best. Only <laughs> losers whine about doing their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Thank you. Yeah. 
Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. <laughs> now, I think if, if I read between the lines, yeah. so if I read between the lines here, you know, uh, Sean Connery, you know, he, he made a few rough decisions later in his career by passing on some huge roles like huge. Lord of the Rings and The Matrix and yeah. Harry Potter. And, uh, you know, I think at this point in his career, early 2000s, he was he was already getting old. You know, I think he was kind of done with the uh, long production schedules. And I read a quote from him that said something like, I just want to get this thing over with. <laughs> so I think maybe and, and the reason why he passed on Lord of the Rings, the first thing he mentioned in the interview I saw was that it was 14 to 16 months shooting in, in New Zealand. Right. So I think I don't know. I wouldn't say he's getting lazy at this point in his career, but I don't know. I think he, he wasn't. He was less apt to deal with crap. So I think maybe his ego might have been a little bit of a problem. Whereas the director, because they got behind schedule early in this shoot, because there was like flooding and, it, you know, early in the production and they lost like $7 million worth of sets and like it was two weeks behind schedule. So the director's trying to like regroup and do keep doing th- like quality checks. Yeah. And you got Connery just being like, let's just, come on, let's get this over with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, I think he said with The Matrix, he was just like, what the fuck is this shit? He's like, I don't understand this. And then he said, he said something like, "I, I uh, after after Lawrence took the role, I asked him what the film was about, and he still didn't know." <laughs> something like that. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's. I mean, not only was it this, a director and and. Uh, lead actor butting heads but there's there was studio interference and also there was a lawsuit going on mm. that it believe it or not it wasn't alan moore saying give me my fucking rights back you're ruining it it wasn't alan moore it was somebody else that pitched the idea of like this concept to the the studio like years before and they were like oh now you're capitalizing and even alan moore's like all right now you're making me mad now because I wrote this. <laughs> and me and and I Kevin think was, and me. he was pissed they sold it out of court because that made him look bad, right? That's right. I think that's what I heard. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, there's all kinds of problems here. And uh, especially when we get to the third act, you can tell uh, they ran out of budget, man. They ran out of budget and, and time. time. Probably, yeah. Yes, to complete those special effects. Because everything up to that point was like to great, solid. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Do the positives outweigh the negatives, right? That's what we're here to discuss. We're here to discuss it. So let's go ahead and get into the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I enjoy the beginning. Right off the bat, we get this badass tank heist. (laughs) A tank heist. Not just a heist. A tank heist. Just coming out of nowhere, crashing through walls, crashing through houses, crashing through the the bank walls, and they're, you know, stealing plans in there for... For the Phantom. Uh, uh, very operatic name, yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it wasn't the cheesy one-liners that made me go, oh. It was the <laughs> exposition, like the audience's dumb moments. Mm-hmm. Which we're going to, it's like, dude, just, come on. We're, we'll get into that later, right? It's like, <laughs> the audience is not stupid. Stop it. Stop it, movie. Anyway, but yeah, I enjoyed the beginning. Plus, we got, you know, the Phantom, uh, you know, what was that? It was like a. I'm confused. I thought it was a harpoon at yeah, first. Yeah, a rocket and it harpoon. Yeah, or something. I don't know. It was. It was. It was evil. Yeah. It was an evil uh, bazooka. 
He wants so, the world. That's right. He wants, he wants to rule the world or start war. And he's blown up blimps. So evil shenanigans are happening here. Uh, but yeah, for those of you that are just coming in now, this is based off of the Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill work here. And uh, I believe Mina, I might be I might be incorrect with this, but she kind of was like the leader. She kind of helped get everyone together in the, in the novel. I think that would have been really interesting to see that. In the film as well, but if you notice, what 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 what's missing from here, Eric? What is missing? What is missing? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, is Tom Sawyer missing from there? And Dorian Gray? Yes, yes. So the studio said, "Hey, <laughs> there's we not need enough an American up in here." Yeah, <laughs> there's not enough characters, so the studio literally threw in Dorian Gray. Right, the actor was. Playing his, he, the actor was doing very good impression of Johnny Depp playing a British guy. <laughs> he was very suave. I kind of liked him though. He, no, no, no. He was. It was like perfect balance of suave and douchebag. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was like right there. Uh, but yeah, they threw him in there, and of course, you know, okay. Now, Lady Fat Blood. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> so when Tom Sawyer came in. When they brought him in, studio brought him in for the kids. Like, mm-hmm. they, they brought him in for the younger audience. Hey, we're bringing some youngling. Let's, you know, have, you know, they'll probably work out in the end, so more teenagers will watch LXG, which is ridiculous. Uh, but that's why he was brought in. That's the only reason why he was there, right? Plus, like you said, let's have an American in there. we got to have somebody represent USA. Get the USA chance, right? Mm-hmm. But the first time I watched this, well, the, the first time I seen this movie, was with Lady Fat Blood. We were watching it together. And as soon as Tom Sawyer walked in and started bullshit and started talking, she was like, no. 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 She's like, no. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It just didn't fit, man. It didn't fit. It doesn't matter if he's American. It's got nothing to do with it. It just didn't. It just, it just was weird. Tom Sawyer. That's right. As an, as an American agent. What? <laughs> that's fine whatever does it ruin the movie no but i think it hurts it a little bit uh and in you know there's some action moments that he was okay in but it hurts it a little bit though because unfortunately the movie takes a detour and let and kind of we spend more time with him and he's like the least and you know he's the least memorable character on yeah. all this group and yeah. like, let's spend more. Like, fucking Nemo, dude. Let's we can have a whole movie on Nemo. Yeah, you know, like Nemo's adventures. You know, let's get more, a little bit more backstory with the other characters. Like, let's follow Mina. Like, let's follow. Mm-hmm. You know, let's do a little bit more. But no, we're we're hanging out with Tom Sawyer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, I think that's one of the negatives of the of the film for me here. But yeah, go ahead and uh, let's just go into it here. So he gets called. Well, actually, the first uh, what you call it. The first action sequence, I actually enjoyed <laughs> when the guy came there. He's like, are you Alan Quartermain? And it's <laughs> some random old dude there. He's like, yes, I'm Alan Quartermain. Ha-ha. Uh, buy me a drink. I'll tell you tall tales. <laughs> Make that a double. Hey. Right? And so he's all drinking. And, well, you know, of course, real Alan Quartermain turns around and, make, and makes his uh, presence known. Kind of giving up on, uh, you know, the Empire and the British He's kind of given up because, you know, you find out later that uh, they called upon him 
to go on a mission. He went on a mission with his son, and his son died in his arms, right? That was actually a pretty good scene. You know, Sean Connery talking about how his son died and how he kind of just put the Alan Quartermain legend to, to, to rest, you know, until, you know, it's the end of the world now. You got to do something. So he's like, oh, fuck it. So he gets, you know, he actually says that in the movie. No, I'm kidding. But, but the opening action sequence, you had dudes coming in with automatic weapons. This movie kind of had a, kind of like a, uh, what you call, steampunk vibe, mm-hmm. too. It had a, you know, steampunk vibe to it. But yeah, automatic weapons. They had, like, bulletproof vests. They were coming in. And, and I enjoyed that action opening action sequence because death happened. People died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the guy who was posing as Alan Corbin, yeah. he got shot. He was dead. <laughs> the, the other guy who was helping fight, you know, fight, fight back with Sean Connery, he got shot. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as Sean Connery got out to the building, the whole building blew up. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck. I was like, holy shit. Oh, oh before that. Sean Connery impaled the motherfucker. Oh, yeah, and a horn up yeah. against the wall. I was like, okay, movie. All right. I'm paying attention. Let, let, you know, let's do this. Uh, but, you know, he gets he gets talked into you know, putting this team together. And uh, let's see here. Now, did you enjoy The Invisible Man? Did I enjoy him? I thought, I thought the, the actor did a, did a good enough job, but he was underutilized throughout the film. Yeah, I, like he I, I just think. no no pun intended, but he disappeared for a few <laughs> sections of the film. I'm like, oh, hey, where's the invisible man? I'm like, what's this dude doing? Yeah, especially with one of the best fights in the film was when the best action sequences, like legitimately good action sequences, was in Dorian Gray's house. Yeah, the library. that was legitimately badass, guys. Yeah. If you've never seen Alex G. Dude, we got Nemo doing fucking kung fu. He's doing martial arts. He's like a badass, right? They and kick like the every, ladder, and the ladder right? swings around and forces the guys to like retract their yeah. guns through. So it was yeah. cool, dude. And even uh, even uh, what you call it, uh, Dorian Gray's doing. So he's doing some fencing, just, just yeah. fucking dudes. He can't die because he's cursed, you know. Unless yeah. he looks at his looks at his painting of himself. Then he'll die. But the guy just unloads bullets in him. He's like, ah, you know, and he's just like, ah, really? You know, and the yeah. guy's like, what are you? And he goes, I'm Batman. No, he goes, it's complicated. Yeah. And then in the next shot, his suit is all perfect again. Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah. There's no bullet holes or anything. I'm like, man, that guy changed his fast. But, but it's, it's, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because you're reminding me right now. He's like, you know, the Invisible Man literally disappears. When that action scene takes off, you get that cool shot of Invisible Man running, and he's right putting the makeup off. He's getting naked, so they can't see him. And then the whole fight, Kung Fu Nemo, you know, vampire chick doing her thing, uh, uh, Alan Quartermain fighting some dude in the back, Tom Sawyer's listening to Rush, shooting dudes across, you know, everywhere, right? Everybody's doing their thing. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) Invisible Man comes out with one book. (laughs) One book. Take that. Ah, ah. I was like, what? What is he doing the whole time? Like, what they should have done is, is not even showing him. And just have like a guy have like Sean Connery like dead to rights and all of a sudden like his dog gets taken away from him. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like that. Would have been yeah, better. that would have been fun. That, w- that would have been fun. But yeah, I was I was kind of laughing about that. I was like, where did he go? Oh, he's over here with a book. All right. But <laughs> putting the team together, you got this character by the name of M. You know. Puts the team to you know gets Sean Connery together, gets Sean Connery together, he gets Alan Quartermain together to get the team together, and all of a sudden it's like soon as him and Nemo meet, 
he's like, oh, you know, this motherfucker, we can trust this guy. He's a pirate, isn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, there's al- there's already this little, like, we don't trust each other between Nemo and Alan Quartermain, which is interesting because they have some interesting dialogue later when they start to kind of bond or have an understanding and to work together, right? Uh, but, yeah, they you know, they're going on, on their adventures. But before they start that, dude, everything Nemo is great. <laughs> yeah. Everything Nemo is badass. What the hell is that? Yeah, automobile. Automobile. Dude, that's fucking great. The design. Dude, I drive that, man. Dude, the designs of the cars, the design of all Nemo's tech, you know, the the sword of the ocean, like everything Nemo was fucking dope. And you know what was really bad? At the end of the movie, I heard that uh, if they were going to do a sequel, excuse me, Tom Sawyer was going to be the leader. I was like, of course, no. <laughs> uh, how about the motherfucker that does kung fu? How about <laughs> who's an actual leader and badass sword fighter, and he has the tech? How about he's the leader? It's like really. This is a common thing we see over the years. I mean, the recent Mortal Kombat movie, they picked the wrong wrong character to lead yeah. it. Um, oh, what was another one? I'm trying to think. There's there's a lot of examples you can yes. pick from. Yeah, no, you're right. No, it's a, it's a great point because it's true, it's true. So, so, so Tom Sawyer's our coal of the movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I was like, that would have been terrible. That would have been terrible. But here's the thing: if Sean Connery's character Alan Quartermain was going to come back to life, why would they have Tom Sawyer lead anyway? You know, it's kind of weird. Unless it was just mostly just was just give him more screen time or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they're going on their adventures and you find out later that, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> Phantom, very operatic, he's trying to, uh, bomb, he put all these bombs underneath Venice and he wants to just drown Venice, you know, just destroy a whole city that'll kick off the, you know, world war. You know, that's, that's one of the motives. And then you find out the other motives later when they get to uh, his lair. Did you laugh hysterically when he came in before the the action sequence kicked off in Dorian Gray's lair? Did you <clears> laugh <throat> when he's trying to persuade them to join his team? <laughs> it was just fun. His face was funny because he's all like, he's just like, I just wanted to ask you guys if you'd like to join me. <laughs> I was like. I was like, okay, this guy's chewing the scenery. He's having fun here. Uh, but one of another negative to this movie, I love this guy's look. Well, uh, well his mask, though, isn't covering all of his deformity, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably feel a little lower or something. <laughs> right, right. The, the only negative to him is that they revealed who it really was way too early. That should have been the last, you know, when he's fighting Alan Quartermain at the end. Then he gets unmasked, and then you're like, holy shit, it was M the whole time. It was a setup, you know, M uh, from Moriarty. That's right, the Sherlock Holmes arch nemesis. That's right. And it would, I, th- I, don't, I don't know, what do you think? Do you think, or, or you were fine with it, to him revealing his identity earlier in the film? Because that was like midway. We knew it was Yeah. Him. The thing is, I like the actor. Yeah. Uh, who, who played M. I think he had more charisma than his villain character. So that's yeah. kind of my, my struggle with that. I wish they would have waited longer, but I like the actor when he, you know, uh, I think he's just more compelling when he's not in the in the mask and makeup. <laughs> I, I don't know. Join me. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no, you, you think you're onto something right there. <laughs> you're definitely onto something. But, you know, we do have some fun here. We get some fun action sequences. We, we get some fun characters here. And, I, you know, I like when you didn't really see uh, Mina pull the trigger yet, you know, in that action sequences. In that action sequence. And then all of a sudden she's like, all right, I'm going to reveal myself. I'm going to kill this motherfucker in front of everybody so they know what's going on. Mmm, tasty. Kool-Aid. Mmm. <laughs> right, so she takes him out. And what makes me laugh, though, is right after that, she's like all co- all covered in blood. And then all of a sudden she's like, all right, I got to fix my makeup. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. That was kind of funny. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the fun, definitely fun moments here and there. Now, here's, believe it or not, it's not just the ending where blah, 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 voodoo doctor. It's not just that. This was one of everyone's biggest pet peeves. This is the kind of the deal breaker. Now, one of the deal breaker is the concept. A lot of people were like, this is dumb, but they didn't know it was based off a you know, graphic novel. Right. But th- one of the big pet peeves from people in this movie, that's a deal breaker is hide. Mm-hmm. It is the look of hide. Uh, is, 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 is just one of the huge negatives that people bring up about, uh, when they start talking about this film, they're like, Jesus Christ. Well, they were trying to make him look huge. Yeah. Like Hulk almost. Yeah. I mean, look at him right here. He's huge, you know? And so I don't mind. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm like this with it, you know, even with the CG red Hulk that we see later, Mm -hmm. I'm like this with it. And here's the thing. If you look at it when he's not moving, it looks good. Yeah, definitely. The design, I mean, this is all one big practical animatronic suit. That's eight hours of makeup. Yeah, yeah. And Jason Fleming's used to that. He's like, I'll do it. <laughs> he's always playing these kind of crazy characters. That's why he's awesome. But it's kind of like, when you look at the design of it, it looks good. It's actually imp- impressive, you know, practical and makeup effects, and and the suit is, is, is actually pretty good. It's just when they put him in the force perspective <laughs> view, and he's running around like Vanilla Gorilla, <laughs> something looks off. What do you think? Help me out here. What's your, yeah. What is your honest opinion of Hyde here? I agree with you. I think, okay. yeah, but once, yeah, once they start putting him in action, I almost feel like it. It would have worked, and this is one of my problems with the movies. I think they went too far with the blockbuster stuff. I think yeah. if they ramped it down a little bit, we're going to get to a few scenes where they take it too far. You know, just, just ratchet it back a little bit. Don't worry about going all out with this absurd CG orgy explosion nonsense, <laughs> right? If, if, they, if they kept him more grounded uh-huh. and he was fighting dudes in, in uh, action scenes that were a little bit more restrictive, it could have been really, really sweet. You know right. what I mean? More practical effect, like punching dudes through walls and stuff, instead of the the more uh, you know CG CGI fest type stuff. Right, right. I mean, he does he does hit some stuntmen, but you can mm-hmm. tell it's forced perspective, so it looks weird. It lo- something doesn't look right. I mean, I don't want to shit on the people that did all the hard work to make this. I mean, it's it's actually impressive. Now, here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. A lot of people said, well, they should have just, if they couldn't do it practical, they should have just said fuck it and went CGI. Now, apparently, Steven didn't want to go the full CGI. The only time it's CGI fight is when he's fighting Red Hulk yeah. at the end. That's really the only, they had to do it that way. Yeah. But Angley's Hulk was out around the time. Mm-hmm. And so Steven Norton's, I don't want to do a full CGI 
character, the whole movie. Let's go the practical route, which we can champion that. We love that kind of stuff. It's just it just some parts of it looked wonky. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. Everyone that complains about this, you know, they should have just went so full CGI, right? Well, if they did that, most <laughs> likely he probably would have looked like this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Does anybody remember this hide? And this was a year later. This is Van Helsing. This is mm-hmm. a year later. This is a one year later. Oh God, I got to rewatch that movie. That was a, <laughs> that was a dumpster fire. <laughs> ah, so here you go, guys. So chat, let me know right now which one do you prefer. <laughs> let me know right now, chat. Practical hide or CGI hide. It's up to you. I'm, I'm I'm curious to hear. We'll go to the comments a little bit later and see what you guys think. But yeah, a year later, that's what Hyde looked like. Full CGI there. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and let's let's take it from there. Uh, go ahead and take over in terms of plot synopsis and storytelling. They meet up with they catch Hyde. Yep. And, and then next. I'll, I'll, I'll let you take it from there. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah. Then they they decide to travel to Venice, right? In Nemo's submarine, the Nautilus. Yeah. And uh, they're starting to see weird stuff happening on board. Like, something's not right. They suspect there could be a mole on board. There's certain things that go missing, you know, certain uh, uh, dusts that they find in the in the hallways. They're trying to figure out what it is. They figure out it's from camera. You know, somebody's taking pictures. Like, some, something's going on here. So, yeah. meanwhile, that's happening. And then uh, and they get to Venice, right? And as soon as they get to Venice, crap goes down. Now, yeah. number one, the you know, and this is one of the little things that people will complain about: how the Nautilus gets like into the middle of Venice somehow, <laughs> like this huge like submarine thing, but whatever. Um, and then as soon as they get there, the bombs just go off. Like, there's not much time to to uh, to react here. So this is where the film, in my opinion, like takes things a few steps too far in terms of its attempt to be a blockbuster. <laughs> okay. So it it you know we have these. The whole premise of this attack, right, is that this phantom dude is going to blow up, you know, certain parts of Venice and it creates a cascading effect where the buildings are all toppling, you know, and it's like a a rippling effect. So they're like, well, the whole city is going to go down. So like, well, let's let's figure out a way to get ahead of the the, this crippling effect and then launch a flare in the air so that the Nautilus can launch a missile and blow up like the next building. (laughs) That it's gonna that it's gonna hit yeah. right before it hits it, so that the effect stops. Yeah. That's this whole like scene, right? Which okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay. But yeah. the problem is that the scene goes on for so long that like half the city is destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, Connery's like, "Venice is shaved," and I'm like, "Was it was it really, Sean? Was it really like how would this not spark a world war? I mean, half the city's gone." But uh, oh, but the scene I, I like I did like it's, the scene. It's fun. We get some yeah. cool. We get a car chase with the sweet car. We get Tom Sawyer there doing a little Chow Yun Fat impression with his guns. <laughs> and then you yeah. get the uh, the vampire lady does a little uh, a yeah. little bat effect and changes into a into a plethora of bats and takes out some of the guards. I wanted with more guns. of this. More of this would have been cool yeah. too. And uh, yeah, that's and again this whole time. Where's the Invisible Man? I'm like, I'm like, dude, where where is this dude? You know, and uh, and at that point, you find out that Dorian, you know, skips out and does his he's, own thing. He's the traitor, not, <clears throat> yeah. not, not, not Skinner. Everybody but then, 
during this scene, right? They get out ahead of, uh, you know, Connor even abandons Tom Sawyer's like, you, you handle this crap. I'm going to go after the (laughs) phantom. Yeah. So Sawyer by himself, like gets ahead of this cascading effect. He somehow survives (laughs) crashing this car head first into a building and jumped in the water. water. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, Connery confronts the phantom in a cemetery, right? And yeah. this phantom dude's kind of a wimp. I mean, yeah. he doesn't, yeah. he's always running away. Like, <laughs> it's like, why bother showing up? Just have your like, minions he, like, do taunts stuff. him, and then he, yeah, like, yeah, runs yeah. away, and, yeah, and yeah. taunts him, and then runs away. But he gets away after they find out that it's M, right? So that, right. that's the unmasking scene. <sighs> and that's basically that scene before we yeah. head back to the sub, right? right the Nautilus. Right. right, right. And, you know, with that, it was a fun uh action sequence but you could tell uh especially if you do some research behind the scenes they did everything they cgi tons of miniature buildings they even bro i'm telling you you got to find the footage you can you can find the footage they even had a little model car bro with action figures (laughs) of the characters in it and they're driving around (laughs) they even they used every trick in the book for this movie until they ran out of money at the end unfortunately uh, but yeah, it's fun. It's it's definitely fun looking at some of the behind the scenes stuff. But yeah, fun fun action sequence. I enjoyed it. Um, but you know, before before they even got to Venice, I wanted to rewind a little bit. Again, I understand, right? Sean Connery mm-hmm. lost his son. I get it. He lost his son, you know, Alan Quartermain, and he wanted, you know, in a way, what they're trying to do is he's kind of the surrogate father to Tom Sawyer here, and I, I get I get that, you know. Did you feel bored around this time and, you know, spending time in the sub? I actually enjoyed it because we kind of took a few minutes to hang out with the characters for a little bit. I actually kind of like it, but a lot of people find all of this. Well, I'm not a big, huge fan of Tom Sawyer stuff, but I know why he's there. But all of this, that whole middle part where they're just, just on the sub on the way to Venice a lot of people find that really boring. I actually kind of like it because you get a little bit more time with, you know, Mina. You get you get to see, you know, Hyde struggling, you know, Jekyll struggling with Hyde. You know, he's walking down hallways and he's looking in the mirror and he's seeing the reflection of Hyde, you know, punking him and, you know, like all of that. You know, there was some good stuff there, right? So I don't know. What do you, what, were you bored around that whole time? I, I, I kind of liked it, though, because the whole other movie you didn't spend any time with the characters. Yeah. It was just action, 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 which I'm okay with, but... I generally I liked it. I think they could have done it a little bit more efficiently. Mm. I didn't really like the... the, the uh, I don't know what you would call it. References to possible romance. Like, everyone was trying to, to, to get on Mina. and uh, I know, know, dude. I, I don't know. I thought they could have just been left by the wayside entirely. You know, maybe one of them. Maybe Dorian. Her and Dorian could probably, have had their yeah, thing. Yeah, probably and like Dorian. That. Just leave it at that. Yeah, because they ended uh, up shagging anyway. <clears throat> But what I think this movie needed a little bit more of is a little bit of humor. Because mm. I think Mina's best character moments are the scene after she eats the dude and then she's fixing her hair. Right. And more, she does a Sean this. Connery impression in her room. Oh, yeah. Which is working on the chemistry. And yeah. that, I like that, too. I'm like, they should have yeah. done a little bit more of that. Like, a little bit more... Uh, I think the characters need a little more bit more energy in their interaction with each other. would have would have helped. Yes. But Overall, I liked it, <clears throat> but uh, like you said, there were so there were little elements there, like the Tom Sawyer stuff. that were a little dry. Yeah, and I think kind of they kind of it seems like they're kind of setting up Skinner as the com- comedic relief, 
But again, he's barely in the movie. <laughs> you know, he kind of just doesn't really. Uh, he says one line later that re- actually really made me laugh, which we'll get to. Uh, but where we are at the story now. So they save Venice. Uh, Dorian Gray steals one of the escape pods, goes away. Oh, and then, oh, before we have the ex- exposition Saturday morning uh. cartoon villain reveal mm-hmm. moment, uh, you know, a whole bunch of bombs go off. And actually, Hyde has his moment. Hyde actually saves the day. Yeah. That was yeah. actually a pretty good scene. Yeah. But uh, I'll let you explain the villain uh, Saturday morning cartoon reveal scene. <laughs> <laughs> so this villain, he leaves like a like a little film or whatever for them. Twirling the, mu- twirling the mustache. So they play it, and they're 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 in the sub. He's already you know him and and Doreen have already escaped and stuff, and he. There's this little film there where he's like explaining his entire plan to them. Right. <laughs> he's like, he's like, it was, it was me all along, and I had my my uh, what do you call him? Like a he's lion a, within a you, wolf. and then a wolf. And Dorian goes, Rawr. <laughs> I'm just like, what, what is this? <laughs> he's like, you've all fell for it, and yeah. it's because I, and when I created your pack, I put you together to use you. Yeah. I put in there a wolf. And then it cut to Dorian Gray, and he's like, growl. <laughs> like, that was actually um, kind of funny. I did laugh at that. It was ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> but then he's like, you're probably wondering why I'm telling you all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like telling the, the audience, like, no, really, there's a reason for this whole scene. And he's like, well, that's because you're going to die. And apparently, like, the, the video they were playing set off bombs, like, by oh. microwave or something. Oh, my God. And the I'm bombs crying. start exploding <laughs> all over the sub. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm dying. I'm laughing. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah, and then and then Dorian Gray, say, didn't he say, bomb voyage? <laughs> I'm telling you, if we didn't have Tom Sawyer in this movie, I would yeah. take more Dorian Gray and, yeah. and Mean all day, man. Oh, my one God. liners. Oh, and... shit. Oh. Oh, let me, let me wipe the tears. Ooh. Oh, my God. Oh, all right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're going to get back to the movie right now. Oh, yeah. So then the bombs go off. Bomb voyage. And then Hyde has his moment. Uh, he transforms, he goes down there and saves the day and saves the ship. And I like how he, Jekyll walks back up there with a little bit of pride, you know, and Alan Quarterman gives him the thumbs up. That was good. Yeah. I, was, I enjoyed that. I did enjoy that. So I guess what, after this, they they end up at the lair, right? Because they find out later, where the fuck was Skinner? Well, Skinner was doing his own, his own reconnaissance, mm-hmm. and he found out where the lair is. So he's just basically... To, told them where the lair is, and he's going to meet them there. And, so, and so they arrive. allowed Dorian to steal this thing and plant all of the bombs <laughs> in, <laughs> in the hope that they would survive and get his message. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. Oh, shit. Invisible man, Oof. man. What are you doing? Oof. Oh, God. All right. <clears throat> I hope nobody's drinking right now while we're talking. Oh, no. <laughs> you're, you're drinking. You're drinking. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, this is a blast. This is fun. This is why we do what we do, people. Mm. Oh, God. So then they end up at the lair. And, uh, you know, and then <laughs> this little man, 
uh, kind of plays a little bit of grab ass with uh, Mina, and she smacks him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to do that all week. You know? And then she smacks him in the face, and then she's all, like, covering up. I'm like, you're a fucking vampire. What are you doing? You're a vampire. <laughs> you just took out a battalion earlier. <clears throat> all right? But it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, but, but, um, yeah, they kind of go in and that's, they, you know what I, what I really wanted, but they probably didn't have the budget was more team maneuver attacks. Mm-hmm. Dude, dude, because right, right when they get down to the front, all these bats take out one dude and then the visible man grabs that soldier's gun, one of the guards gun, fucks him up with it. And then the other soldier's like, fuck this, and walks towards this way, and you see Hyde come in out of nowhere. And, and I'm like, dude, more of that. That should be the whole scene, like room to room. They go in, and you don't, you don't know what's the invisible man going to do. What are the, you know? And they could they can mix it up, combine yeah. attacks, and stuff. That would have been sweet. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that would have been dope. Uh, but we had a, whatchamacallit, a lot of fun. Uh, that uh, the Phantom's minion, I guess he decided to uh, get. He's like, you know what? I'm. A, I want some screen time. You know, his yeah. main minion. He's like, yeah. I want some screen time because I didn't even notice him until at the end. He's all no. like overacting for everything. I want to be seen. God damn it! You know, he's like Van Damme break dancing and breaking. Yeah, he's like in the background trying to get in the camera front. You know, getting the <laughs> getting the camera shot. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, that guy's like insane. And then we had all kinds of fun characters. We had uh, some prototype. We had a prototype Invisible Man running around who has a fight with uh, Tom Sawyer. So so go ahead and explain what the villain was really up to. Yeah, he wanted to get... So he stole basically each of their essences. And he wanted for a, uh, he wanted to have all of their powers, basically, so he could build his own army of his super army for, you know, whatever, uh, future conquests and right. whatnot. The highest So he bitter. stole the invisible man's, uh, blood, I think, or his skin so he could sample it and make his own invisibility cloaks and stuff. And like, uh, uh, was it Mina's blood and then hides yeah. like, ta- uh, elixir mm-hmm. and then Sean Connery's accent or something. I don't know what he was going for, <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, but that was his plan. So right. then he built. He was able to get an invisible man prototype done before they showed up. Right. So there's this random invisible dude trying to trying to kill some of the protagonists, which was kind of neat. Do you think it would have been fun if we had an invisible man fight? <laughs> See, I I thought about that, but that would really like this is what what the film was this missing. Was chairs little, are getting thrown like in a room. Less or... explosions, yeah. more like choreography. Mm, because right, you could right, do right. that. But it would take some thought. You know what I mean? It would, it would take some thought to to figure out how to, how to do that right. Yeah. But I would have liked to have seen more outsmarting each other instead of just the basic kills, you know? Right, right, right. That would have been dope. Think about it. An Invisible Man versus Invisible Man fight in a room. Yeah. Where shit's getting thrown around. You hear them fighting. And then all of a sudden you hear you hear and then the blood appears on the mirror or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can tell Invisible Man, the good Invisible Man won or something. Yeah. That would have been kind of fun. But no, we got to give Cole, I mean, uh, Tom Sawyer, uh, something to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we got all kinds of crazy shenanigans in this lair. We had, you know, guys in armor. They were looking like Iron Monger from Iron Man with flamethrowers and shit. Like all kinds of fun little little side characters. But yes, right when we get to the third act, oh, the main finale, you can, you can obviously tell 
they ran out of money, they ran out of time to complete the special effects. Because there's some bad special effects. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, man, I can't wait till he starts talking about Red Hulk. It's not just Red Hulk. Did you laugh hysterically when uh, <laughs> after Moriarty stabbed and killed Sean Connery and he jumped on the window and he's like falling down? It is so bad. It is so bad. When he's running away, you could tell the castle behind him. It's, it looks so bad. It's really bad. I, I, I wasn't supposed to be laughing hysterically, but I was when the Invisible Man got set on fire. I was laughing hysterically because it looked so bad. All you see is him on flames and on fire, and he's just running away like this. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Even Dorian Gray's death, it just didn't look good. Uh-huh. It, you could totally tell they really <laughs> ran out of budget. And he, was, he made sure that he told um, Mina his weakness earlier in the film. <laughs> like, by the yeah. way, yeah. if you ever want to kill me, this is how you like to do it. Because <laughs> no one would have ever figured that out. You know, destroy the pain or make him see his own pain. No one would ever figure that out. I can understand the main bad guy. Yeah, no one, yeah. he would he would figure that out. But the the protect, right? It was you know. But uh, going <clears throat> going over some of the oh the audience's dumb moments exposition parts when they have their fight when Mina and Dorian Gray throw down, which was kind of fun in a way because it was more like we're both invincible. Yeah. <laughs> So it's kind of like Invincible versus Invincible fight, which was kind of fun. And he's like, you know, are we going to do this all day? You know, mm-hmm. you can't kill me. I can't kill you. Are we really going to do this? And then you have the, oh, the audience is dumb moment where she turns and looks at the painting. And then she goes, the painting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we know what it is. Movie. God. Yeah. Especially when Dorian Gray, he, we already, we were seeing him betray them earlier. And then he has to tell them, it was me. And he shoots that guy who was on the ship. Yeah. I was like, we know. <laughs> well, we know it would be you if you just shot him. <laughs> you didn't have to, like, announce it. Growl. Growl. That was, that was good. I'm going to do that from now on. That's it. Bomb voyage. <laughs> Bomb voyage. Uh, but, yeah, she gets the upper hand on him. Uh, did you like the fight? It was kind of short. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised he thought he killed her with that stab. Because it didn't even seem like a, I don't know. I guess she said something like, you missed the heart. Yeah. Maybe he thought he stabbed her in the heart. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A little more creativity would have helped. Yeah, yeah. And more Nemo Kung Fu. We need more Nemo throwing down. And if you if you can't figure out a way to kill Dorian in the film, naturally, just don't have him die. Just have his painting back in his house. He doesn't need to, you know, you don't need to have that right. scene in the film. You can have him get away. It's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So let's go back to, uh, oh, again, again, I did enjoy all of the Hyde Jekyll moments when they're speaking to each other and, you know, Fleming sells it, uh, despite what people think of the practical effect and the CGI suit. Uh, Fleming is, he's a very good performer. He's always great. I don't, I, I don't think I've ever seen him act bad in a movie unless he was asked to. <laughs> Depends on the character he was playing. So again, good design. Awesome design, it just looked wonky in motion. Same thing with Red Hulk. So, uh, Moriarty's evil minion, evil minion that decided to, I'm stealing all the screen time now. <laughs> you get a vampire shotgun on that, that stuff. <laughs> He's like, I'm stealing all the screen time now. Fuck it. So he drinks the whole vial of, uh, of Hyde change juice. And then bathes in it. Yeah, yeah. 
And then he turns it to the Red Hulk. So let's take a look at Red Hulk here. So again, again, the design is not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. In terms of design, that's kind of creepy looking. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But when you see it in motion, it's it's a little wonky. Yeah, you know, like it's 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 now these blurry gifs here don't do it justice. But I just want chat just to kind of see just some of the action here. So this is when he first appears. Hey, how's it going? Right. Then we have our we have our Hulk fight right here. So they get start brawling. They start beating the shit out of each other, slamming each other through through walls, and. I, I enjoyed it and almost came, it, it almost became like a two on one fight a little bit. Yeah. He's, you know, I like him. Nemo's like, fuck it. I'm going to jump in here, use my Kung Fu skills, swordsmanship. He's having fun, you know, carving him up. That was kind of fun. I enjoyed that until he gets fucked up. So again, action, action set piece wise, it's fun to watch. It's just rough. It's rough. It's very rough looking. You know, it's like they either, again, they ran out of that money to make, to, you know, to make that CGI a lot smoother or that's the best they could have done at the time. You never know. Because Industrial Light and Magic were one of the special effect companies to help do this movie. Mm. So you never know. They may have just ran out of, ran out of budget. I mean, well, the, we, we, we know they ran out of budget. That's actually fact towards the end there. Um, but to be honest, even though it's, even though it's wonky, right, and... This you know CGI and practical effects are a little wonky in motion. It looks a little like ugh, a little ugly. Ugly. That's what I'm looking for. That kind of gave us more of a Hulk fight than Hulk at the time. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm being honest. You know, people when Angley's Hulk came out, people wanted to see what we're seeing here mm-hmm. because they kind of went back and forth. They're beating the shit out of each other here. And we didn't really get that in Angley's Hulk. We got him fighting Hulk dogs in Angley's Hulk. <laughs> but and he jumps of, a lot in the desert. Right. But in terms of like beat down, if him, you know, we didn't really get, he fought Abomination finally in, in the Incredible Hulk, which was a fun fight. But at the time, to kind of give this movie some credit, even though it's kind of wonky to look at, this movie gave us the Hulk fight <laughs> until until they perfected it later. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the closest thing to it. But yeah, it's it's wonky. It's 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 not the greatest looking. But did it ruin the movie for you, or were you okay with it? No, no, it didn't. It didn't ruin the movie. It was it was uh, you know because it was a team up fight. It did have some entertainment value for it because right. that's what I wanted to see throughout the whole film are team ups of these of these characters we don't typically see in a, in a film together and we got a little bit of that here and plus that that dude was was such a nut that random foot soldier it added even more entertainment value to it. <laughs> like he was insane man like what the hell this guy just came out of nowhere uh but you know moriarty ends up stabbing alan quartermain and then we ha- he's running away with really bad special effects while he's dropping down and running away to the the, the nemo ship and we kind of go back to uh, Alan Quartermain teaching Sawyer how to shoot long distances and uh, be a sniper. And it's his moment. So while Alan Quartermain is slowly dying on the end there, it's time for Sawyer to shine. And he shoots his gun, takes out Moriarty. The the uh, vial of all the ingredients, the LXG Avengers ingredients, conveniently falls into the water <laughs> and sinks down. As you do. That's all wrapped up nice and tidy. Oh, mm-hmm. did, 
to go and then that's that's pretty much our movie there but to go back i forgot like you said more invisible man and more comedy right now here's a good example how that would have worked and helped this movie so remember when they meet at the at the villain's lair and they're like in a snow cave and they're talking to each other right and then connery's like Man, you're one of the biggest liars of all time. You were like, you fooled us. You're actually a good dude. What the fuck is this? You know, he's like, why? Why'd you even bother helping us? You know, and he's all like, he says this line. He says, he says, because you know they're going to create more of him mm-hmm. if he doesn't do anything. And he goes, he says, any more like me, and I'll lose the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude. Yeah. So there you go, Eric. I think you nailed it. More Invisible Man doing stuff. A little bit more creativity, a little bit more comedy. Mm-hmm. Definitely would have helped. I mean, why not? Uh, but at the end of the day, as Maximus said, you know, were you not entertained? That's all that matters, right, at the end of the day. Despite the the wonky CGI and the wonky practical effects, there is some really good visuals in this movie, though. Yeah. There's really good visuals. And I think for a movie like this, there's definitely, in in, in my opinion... Everyone's different, but and that's to each his own. I think there's more positives in this movie. I think the positives outweigh the negatives. Uh, a character like Sawyer really could have made me hate the film, uh, but there was a semi-decent enough balance where you get to spend some time, you know, with the other characters. Uh, a little bit more action with them individually doing things, I think, would have been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, but uh, there was some fun, there was some legitimately good fun action <clears throat> set pieces in here. But it's all about Nemo. It's all about Kung Fu Master Nemo is the shit. <laughs> Where's his movie? <laughs> but yeah, let's go ahead and get down to it here. We're going to answer the question right now. Is it really as bad? Is it really that bad? LXG, 2003. And what we mean by that is, is it really as bad to deserve a 17% out of 100? Is it really that bad? Eric? No. No? Okay. (laughs) No. There you go. I I didn't even have that big of a problem with the pacing. I thought the pacing was actually pretty good. I wasn't really that bored when I was watching this. No, that's why I brought up this, you know, around this time where everyone's yeah. getting to know people in the sub, people say they check out. They say that's really boring, and I'm kind of like, well, we're kind of finally getting to know the characters a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of enjoying it. Uh, but I'm going to have to say no. No, despite the horrible, <laughs> the horrible voodoo grave, you know, uh, ending <laughs> at the end. You know what was bad about that was... It was so rushed. Like the pacing, you said the pacing was good, but that particular scene at the end was so, mm-hmm. all right, we're at the funeral. Okay, it's good. Peace out. Pour some for the homie. Let's pour some for Alan Quartermain. That's right. Peace out. Lean for the photo. That's right. Represent. And then uh, let's go follow Nemo, right? Literally right after that. Voodoo guy. I'm like, no. God, let it, let it be subtle. Like it should have had to be subtle. Right? Yeah, Superman that... just died. You don't have to resurrect him this soon. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like have like have the lightning effect. You know, have the voodoo guy there, have him put his arms up in the air, but you don't hear him yeah. scream, then fade to black. Right. Like, right instead right, of right. instead of oh, <laughs> and the ground starts shaking like he's about to pop out of the <laughs> Hey no, it starts to shake. <laughs> like, come on, movie, what are you doing? 
despite that, like I said, the, the, the positives outweigh the negatives for me. So I'm going to have to say no. It is not a perfect film. Uh, I'm sure the graphic novel is perfection. I'm sure it's flawless. And I'm sure, you know, if they ever do this again, they'll do it right. A lot of people suggested that this would be a great TV series. Yeah. You know, they said this would be a really good TV series. Uh, But in terms of just pure popcorn entertainment, there's some great visuals. There's some fun characters. There's there's things to like in here. And 17% out of 100 is kind of insane. (laughs) It's kind of like, oh, my God. We're talking Electra level here. All right. We're talking Halle Berry Catwoman level. All right. It's not that bad. But let's see what you guys voted for. All right. Here we go. About to show the poll for the voting results right here. What did the Movie Dojo Army vote for? Let's check it out. No. Look at that. There we go. Look at that. Movie Dojo Army, majority of you agreed that it should be higher than 17%. Look at that, out of 87 votes. Check that out. I actually honestly thought it was going to be the other way. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear every, it seems like every time I hear about this movie, somebody's bashing it. <clears throat> oh, it's, it's puke. It's puke. As soon as I uh, posted that we were going to talk about this, already in the comments, they're like, yes, it is that bad. <laughs> But we like to when we like to do these types of you know episodes, we like to put things in a different perspective and come at it differently. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's all good. If people didn't like it, it's perfectly fine. Uh, we got a super chat from Bo here. Uh, thanks, Bo, for the support. He says I enjoyed the flick when it came out. Just don't think it has stood the test of time. There you go. Well, that's honest opinion. It's honest opinion. I've just seen so many worse movies, man. Oh, Both yeah. of us. I've seen puke. <laughs> I've seen utter garbage. Go out and search for a movie called Puma Man. Uh. You're going to start looking at LXG a little differently. <laughs> Go out and look for a movie called <clears throat> Super Sonic Man. You're going to look at LXG a little differently, okay? Uh, but this was fun. This was definitely fun to talk about this, brother. And uh, I was trying to go back up. A lot of people, it looks like they kind of voted for the practical Hide. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot more practical hide comments than uh, CGI. Check that out. Copy that. Awesome. Well, this was fun, man. I didn't regret uh, watching this again. No. <laughs> and it's weird how you, how after so much time has gone by, after first watching a film, how you feel about it later. You know, it's sometimes it has the opposite effect. Yeah. You know, uh, for me, uh, I don't want to ruin it. Is it really that bad episode? But I might as well do it now. Uh, for me, it's Van Helsing. For me, it's Van Helsing. Now, Van Helsing, I I saw in the theater, loved it. I loved it so much. I bought the soundtrack. I still have the score. I really love the music in that movie. Bought it on DVD. Enjoyed it. Right. Upgraded it to Blu-ray. Oh, no. I had problems, man. <clears throat> I had problems. Again, there's a lot of things to like in that movie, and I can see a lot of people enjoying it. Well, Hugh Jackman but, alone can help, uh, you know. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But I think what kind of soured me watching Van Helsing again, uh, and it's got its fans, and I, as long as you guys are enjoying it, that's all that matters. But I had issues rewatching it, man. I was like, oh, this is not this is not working out. Was I watched a movie called Solomon Kane? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's and a good that, one. And Solomon Kane is low budget. And I watched that first before rewatching Van Helsing on Blu-ray. And I was having problems. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, anyway, uh, maybe we'll talk about Solomon Kane next time. You know what, though? Maybe we should announce a future episode. Fuck it. Do you mind looking up the uh, ratings for replacement killers, my friend? Another one that I'd like to nominate in the future is the 13th Warrior. Ooh, yeah. What's what's the rating on that one? Let's oh, check that, it. too. Yeah, Replacement Killers Yeah, is a 36 on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Well, hold on. Let me go to the actual website. Sometimes Google throws on the okay. viewer rating okay. instead. Okay. Replacement Killers, 36%. Yeah, that's atrocious. Audience score is 47. Ugh, that's not good either. That's not good either. 13th Warrior. I wanted to do Van Helsing versus Solomon Kane, but I kind of already ruined it now. <laughs> Sorry. Where, Where are we at with the 13th Warrior? 33% for the 13th Warrior. Wow. That's really bad. That's really bad. It makes you wonder. It makes you wonder what people saw or what people were expecting from a Viking movie. I don't also, know. Also, <laughs> League, like... League of Extraordinary Gentlemen had some negative press going into it because everybody, even without... Uh, well, the internet was obviously around in the early 2000s, yeah. but everybody knew the problems. Sometimes the critics come out with their claws ready and right. ready to pounce sometimes on a movie if they think they're, you know what I mean? Sometimes they're they're like that. <clears throat> but, That's true. You know, maybe maybe it got out, like the Norrington and, and Sean Connery mm-hmm. and butted heads. Yeah. Unfortunately, there is one bad, even though we enjoyed the film and found it entertaining, even though we admit it's not great. Unfortunately, the real bad thing about this movie is that because of a, such a horrible experience, Sean Connery quit acting and Stephen Norrington quit directing. That's really the only huge bummer for me. Yeah. The guy that directed fucking Blade said, I'm done making movies. Five years after he made that movie. Yeah. His career just was cut way too short, dude. Yeah. And that sucks because for a guy who can direct Blade, it's like, you know, and I enjoyed LXG for what it is. But the thing is, is like all these directors, they'll make hits and they'll make bombs. And so yeah. but I guess it was just so, so horrible experience for him. He's just like, I'm just done, period. I was like, dude, man, that sucks. Do some TV, do something like don't just give up, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's the real big bummer out of yeah. all of this, really, is that, uh, you know, it is what it is. But it's fun. It's a fun popcorn flick. You know, it's a, it's a fun popcorn flick. You can enjoy it. It's all about Nemo, son. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, let's let's plan on in the future. We'll do uh, some replacement killers and uh, we'll do some 13th Warrior. Yeah. I know, I know a while back, <clears throat> excuse me, some of the Movie Dojo Army were like, hey, maybe we should do... 13th Warrior versus the Pathfinder. Hmm. Do you remember that one? It's a no. Viking it's a Viking movie with Carl Urban. Hmm. And the plot synopsis 
is great. Hmm. The plot synopsis is great, but I didn't really like the movie. Uh. <laughs> but that, that doesn't necessarily ruin a versus episode because I could be outvoted. You know, Pathfinder and remember, win. we also have to do the remake of Inside. Is it really that bad? Oh God! <laughs> I remember that one's oh, on my list God. too. I got I my list right it. here. I haven't seen it yet. Yes, there's some oh, big ones that you gotta you gotta man up oh. and do. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you don't want to do. do that one. You don't want to do that one. <laughs> I gotta be a winner and go home and fuck the prom queen. <laughs> yes, because. Shamurai guy is not a loser. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know me. I'm always down, man. I'm always down to do something. Um, but, let's see. Was there anything else? What, what you got going on your channel this week? Uh, you're doing some weird stuff. Oh, oh I'm, hmm? here we go. Don't forget about this. Oh, my. Is that low rated? Dude. Oh, it's atrocious. What? It's atrocious. It's a, it's a on. it's a crime. It's that's, a crime. That's one of James Wan's best movies. Yeah, the movie no one talks about out of James Wan's entire filmography. They never talk about Death Sentence. It's 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 horrible. It's horrible. I don't understand why. Death Sentence. They'll talk about Tw- dead dead. Yeah. What is going read? Percent. Twenty. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we're doing it. Fuck it. Yeah, we're going to do that. Thank you, Sumo. Thank you for reminding us. <laughs> yeah, 20%. Are they insane? Are these insane people? I'm tired of dealing with idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you'll like uh, one movie review I'm doing in the next week is one I know you and Lady Fatbutt and Blood enjoyed, and that's The Tiger I'm reviewing. Oh, shit. All right, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You didn't like it. What? Oh, you went, oh, you sighed. I was like, oh, he oh, didn't no, like it. Oh, no, yeah, I like that one. Because <laughs> you went, you, you went, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, he didn't like it. Oh, no. It's all good. Wow, 20%, bro. That's insane. That is insane. What, it's too violent? What, is it just a, it's just, what, uh, just violent crap? Yeah, yeah. It's like, have you not seen a guy that his family gets, you know, him and his family get fucked over by a bunch of assholes and he wants revenge? Who who, who, who cannot relate to that? I don't really. <laughs> it's like, have they not seen Death Wish with Charles Bronson? They probably don't even know who Charles Bronson is. How much you want to bet it's a whole bunch of younglings that voted this movie. You know. Death Sentence was so good. That it kicked my ass. Because I remember the trailer for it. And I was like, dude, this is some Death Wish ripoff. Fuck right. this movie. I talked shit about it. And then somebody told me, no, it's legit. I'm like, really? And then year, like years later, finally watched it on like Amazon Prime. And I was like, dude, what the hell was I smoking? <laughs> this was a better diet. This was a better Death Wish remake than the Death Wish remake with Bruce Willis. Never even, never even watched it. <laughs> it has its moments. Yeah. It has its moments. It's just you're gonna just forget about it as soon as you turn it off, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, this was a lot of fun. And looking forward to having you on Versus this Thursday. Thursday's gonna be a lot of fun, man. Mm-hmm. I gotta rewatch Wheels on Meals. 
Dragons Forever. Two Jackie Chan classics, y'all. That's yep. right, this Thursday. Uh, and just to entice you a little bit, Benny the Jet Urquidez, kickboxing martial arts champion, has one of the best fight scenes in film history and martial art movie history against Jackie Chan in Wheels on Meals. Both of these movies are kung fu comedies, martial arts comedies. But they have a rematch in Dragons Forever. So I want to know from you guys, out of both movies, which fight is better. I think that's going to be a lot of fun, too. Uh, but yeah, that's this Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. Uh, tomorrow, I'm just going to do a regular live Q&A and hang out with all you guys, all you badasses tomorrow. We're going to have some of the members, the channel members, show up with me for a little bit. And uh, Wednesday, we have Richard Norton's son. That's right. I know. Martial arts the legend. Man. The man. That's right. He's going to be. I remember when I was a little tyke, little Asian movie. Well, I was a little movie enthusiast. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Movies. And I would watch, <laughs> be sitting there with my little chips, and I'd be watching Richard Dorn and Cynthia Rothrock kicking ass. Right. There. That's it. Seven it's a nourishing months. childhood, you know? Yes. Yeah. It made you who you are today. Yeah. <laughs> I used to go in 7 Eleven, man, and you go into 7 Eleven. And they always had this one little section, this tiny section, which is VHS tapes. And it was always Cynthia Rothrock and uh, Richard Norton movies over there. And then I got oh, into the my Dragon 20s, Wilson. and I was like, wait, they did Hong Kong movies? Yeah, <laughs> and then my right? Mind was really blown. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, man. I'm like, wait, I couldn't, what? <clears throat> I couldn't believe it when I saw Yes, Madam, or AKA Police Assassins with Cynthia Rothrock. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is the same person? <laughs> Like, brutal fights, weapons. I was like, yo. Yeah, good shit, man. Good Dude, shit. where's my freaking Blu-ray box set of that franchise? The first four of those movies are all awesome. Yeah. I think the second one's better than the first one, and the, the fourth one's better than the, the second one. It's, like, ridiculous that. no. Uh, where's my Blu-ray set? You know what I mean? Check out with special features. Yeah. Which one, what are the titles again? What were the titles? In the Line of Duty 1 to 4. Okay. Yeah, four. He fought Donnie. Yen fought Michael Woods, right? Yeah, dude, Michael Woods is like a beast. I mean, I'll contact him, have him be on the channel, hang out. Yeah, with who knows? Uh, but yeah, yeah. Why aren't those on Blu-ray? I don't know, man. That's it, man. Get, get, hit up Frank Jang, bro. You got the contact now. Hit, hit yeah. up Frank. Hey, tell Eureka. I know. Start remastering these movies. Uh, I wanted to buy In the Line of Duty for. I used to have it on DVD. I don't know where it is, but I I wanted to buy it on Amazon Prime because it's HD. I wanted to buy it, but then it's, I think it's only English dubbed, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't need that, <laughs> you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's tons of classics, man. Dude, I was looking for, you know, Moon Lee movies, bro. I'm trying. I'm trying to pull Eric. I'm trying to pull Eric, and I couldn't find shit. Mm-hmm. I went to Amazon. Amazon. I went to all these other websites. I couldn't find any Moonlean movies. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is some bullshit. So I gave in and bought two off of Amazon Prime. Just like mm. in their standard edition, their full screen, their English dubbed. The Which ones? Oh, man. I got a... Probably Iron Angels 3 is probably yeah. one of them. Yes. That is one of them. I'm trying to think of another one that's like dubbed with full screen, but I can't think of one. I'll let you know uh, yeah. what the other one I have. But I do have Kickboxer's Tears. I think that's the Ooh. only DVD I have of uh, Moon Lee. But, but yeah, this is, some, this is some bullshit. What makes me mad, though, is when you go to YouTube, you'll see people post fight clips. And it's like widescreen and remastered of some of her fights. 
And I'm like, uh, where did you buy that copy? <laughs> Can we get a copy? You know, beautifully remastered. Be nice. Yeah. Does Yukari Oshima play? Uh, play? Does she uh, speak English? Do you know? I'm not sure. I'm such a fan of hers, man. Yeah. She's so well, they're good. They're a dynamic duo. She was in. She and Moon Lee were in like 20 movies together. <laughs> <laughs> She's so good. Yeah. She doesn't get a, she doesn't get a lot of credit. I was only asking because it would be cool to have her on the channel, you know. But yeah, unless she has a translator or something. But the whole, the whole, the whole thing, I'll just be fanboying. Mm-hmm. You're the best. <laughs> you were great, Ricky O. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to have you on for that one. I'll bring you on for that. <laughs> if I start getting guests like that, I'll bring you on with me. If you get Julia Stellan, you better have me on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I did a trailer reaction for uh, The Protégé, the new Maggie Q movie coming out. Because uh, I, like Ma- I like Maggie. Yeah. And it, it looks like it might be fun, right? But if you stop and think about it, I guess in a way, Maggie Q was kind of the Julia Stell for her time. Yeah. If you think about it, you know. I know Julia Stell's still making, she's still coming up. She's still on her way, you know. But it's kind of like, she just kind of reminds me of her. Like, mm. very athletic, you know, quite fetching, <laughs> you know, that as well. She just kind of reminds me of her. But uh, she's still kicking, man. Maggie Q's still kicking. But yeah, you know, we're going to, any future Julia Stell movies, you know, we got to check it out. Yeah. She's, she's actually talented. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just eye candy. Right. She works her butt off and trains hard and takes bumps and shit, dude. Like, she's she's badass. I wouldn't be able to take bumps like that. I'd fall down once. That's it. I shatter. <laughs> uh, what else you got going on? Just uh, just the Tiger review this week and hanging out with me on Thursday. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I got some other art house stuff I'm reviewing too. Some 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 art house. A little yeah. art house. And I'm doing a oh I'm doing a Blu-ray collection update video because I, oh, I bought nice. some insane things. So yeah, that'll that'll be a, a big one. Nice, nice, cool. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, also, as of right now, I'll announce it, that we will have another special guest Friday, this Friday, as if I don't have enough special guests every week. Uh, we're going to have another one this Friday, and it's someone from the horror community. That's right. And if I get a chance today, I'll schedule it and post it, and you'll see who it is. And Eric, I'll tell you when we get offline. Mm. All right. Good. I guess for everyone else. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll hang out. 5 p.m. Pacific. We'll hang out. We'll have some of the channel members hang out with Samurai for a little bit and we'll talk movies. And then uh Wednesday's Richard Norton at six and Thursday's versus at six. And Friday, special guest. Another one. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks for watching, liking, and subscribing. Don't forget to subscribe to Asian Movie Enthusiasts. Keep starting the fucking ruckus. And we'll see you badasses again next time. Take care, guys.